your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli. And joining me, as always, on Fridays is the Shaggy Von Doom himself, Mr. Kyle Sullivan. How's it going today, Kyle? Too blessed to be stressed and too dumb to know the difference. All right. I I have to figure that out, but it sounded good. So we'll roll with it. Uh, But thank you for making this your first listen of the day. It is always greatly appreciated. Uh, On today's episode, yeah, the Avalanche are playing right now as we speak. Um... They're down two to nothing. It's the second intermission. Um, I, I haven't, I got to be honest, like I, I haven't, didn't really tune into this one uh, through altitude and uh, Connor McGahee, but it doesn't really seem like things are, are, they're not really doing too much by the, the look and sound or by the sound of it. Um, but we'll, we'll discuss it because there are things to discuss. Um, and yeah, Pavel Francos, we have an injury update on him. Uh, Jared Bednar is COVID positive, so he will be out for at least the the last two preseason games. And the fact that this team hasn't played as a a unit, and when I say that, I mean their their starters, the guys that you know are going to be there day one. The fact that they haven't done that at any point in this preseason so far is that a problem? So we'll get to uh, all of that. And then some, but uh, first things first, follow the show on social media outlets, LOP and underscore avalanche on Twitter, locked on avalanche on Instagram questions, comments, concerns, opinions, go to locked on avalanche at gmail.com and follow the show's YouTube stream over on YouTube, which we are doing right now. Uh, and of course we are always a, uh, Mark Mosier and Peter McNabb friendly podcast. They are the best in the business. So we got that out of the way. And uh, doesn't need to be said anymore. All right. Uh, Francois, I mean, it's one of those things. I, 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 you know, everybody's talked about it in Avalanche land. Um, it was even one of the, the five burning questions that I brought up in the burning questions week. Can they stay healthy? And you, you would have liked to just get your first injury of the season. <laughs> and, and, and that sounds very odd saying that you don't want any injuries, obviously, but you'd have at least liked to get maybe the month of October out of the way before you finally got an upper or lower body injury. And we're in the preseason. And not only is it like our first injury, but it's to a guy who's coming back from a season long injury who you are going to rely on. I mean, he's not your ace goalie, but he is going to be relied on. And uh, so Pablo Francois out three to four weeks. The, the little bit I did listen to the game that's being played right now, uh, Connor McGahey, you know, trying trying to find the positive in everything. And I'm that type of guy, too. I, I really am. And when he said, you know, he, he, he didn't announce it like you know people knew he goes. But if you don't know and he said he's out three to four weeks, he goes. So think of that as a good thing. It's a guy who was out for an entire season and the injury that he's got is not related to that injury that put him out for a full year. And he's only out three to four weeks, silver lining and everything. Is that how you look at it? Or is it, man, uh, we're already starting with the injury bug. I mean, 
the injury bug really got started for us. I mean, it was what two years ago, a butt took out Grubauer in the outdoor game. Yeah. And it's it's been downhill since then. It's been just fluky stuff. Like EJ was weird last year. Like Francois, you thought he was going to be right there and then never touched the ice. And now Calvert, this year Calvert couldn't seem to, you know, and he's you know, he had concussion issues. I get that. <clears throat> but it just seemed like with, with Calvert, it was Oh, he's coming back, and then he come back for a day or, or or a game or two, and then he was out again. And it was like, just if if there was an injury to be had and experienced, it seems like the Avalanche have crossed all those bridges. And we really needed Francois to really try to be healthy this year because we've talked about it before. Darcy Kemper is known to be injury prone, and that's his biggest downfall is completing a season. Yeah, so. If this is his year where he's where it's juggling who's hurt, who's at, like not, is that how we're deciding one A one B? It's not how I, I want to. That's not what I want between the pipes this year. No, that's not how you want to uh, decipher who's your starting goalie. And and the Avalanche aren't doing that; they're not there right now. But you know that that's a, a question on on the whole for the Avalanche. It's a question if you want to zero it in. And say, where is the, the biggest concern on injuries? Yeah, it, it's goalies. And the odd thing is here, like, I've watched that Kemper, yeah. in, or not Kemper, I'm sorry, the Francois injury over and over again. I can't find exactly where or what happens to him. The only thing I can think of is his skate comes in contact with the post but it, he wasn't shifting his weight so much and so fast and and the 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 net didn't give way and it would have jammed something i didn't see that was the case so i maybe he just twisted wrong i don't know that this is where i hate getting like lower body and upper body i wish we have a little bit more uh detail on it but it is what it is he he you know i, I couldn't i couldn't see anything with the naked eye to say like, oh, it's that, it's a groin, it's a you know a knee or an ankle or something like that. Isn't that also how he went down in the bubble when we had to rely on Hutchinson? Wasn't it one of those that you look back on the replay two or three times and couldn't figure out why Francois went down, and we had to eventually rely on Hutchinson? Yeah, I, I can't I, I can't remember the exact. I'm trying to play it through in my head, but it was. Yeah, it wasn't something where it didn't seem like he got touched or anything like that. Yeah, because Grubauer he, went cross crease, and that's where he hurt himself. Right. And, Francois, and we couldn't figure out what happened to him, and Hutchinson ended up taking us as far as he could. But Right, yeah. <laughs> and, the of course, like you said, the quote-unquote LBI, the lower body injury, mm-hmm. you don't really know what happened. All you saw was his foot touching the post, and just sliding back, but it didn't look like anything a normal human wouldn't do. <laughs> the the way that he kind of like threw his like his upper body like backwards, it looked like he was stuck. Yeah, it looked like his skate was somehow stuck underneath the net or something to that effect. But it, I don't think that. I mean, that wasn't the case. It, it was just he was just in pain. Yeah, and I think that was his way of showing that like, he was in pain. Whatever it is. I mean, you know, he's out three to four weeks. I'm I'm sorry, but it's like just because of all the injuries that we've suffered over the past number of years. I Now I'm in the mindset of even after three to four weeks. Uh, yeah, I got to see him play. 
I got to see him play and I got to see him, you know, get solid uh, games in under his belt because I, I, I'm, I'm just waiting for it to happen again. Yeah, it's, it's not good. Not good at all. And no. you, you looked on the replay for when he pushed off because the referee wouldn't blow the whistle. Mm. Um, you looked for him to put any kind of weight on that leg, but he just was dragging it. So anything mm. in that, I don't know if it's a high ankle sprain. I'm not a doctor. I don't play one on TV. but <laughs> Or on a podcast. Or on a podcast. <laughs> or on YouTube. But, yeah. um, but he did he skate did, off, though. He did. He That's did. what I'm saying. So I don't know if it was like a serious cramp and pulled something, tweaked something. Yeah. I don't know. And that's my favorite thing to do in preseason is play doctor, apparently. Yeah. Now, I mean, obviously, this puts a lot more pressure on Kemper. Yeah. Um, so and right now he's given up two goals in the Dallas game. I mean, I'm not we're not hitting panic button or anything like that, but uh, at least I'm not. I mean, you're looking at me like maybe you are. I don't know. I hope you're not. I, well, it's definitely not what you want to start the year with. And no, if this is no. going to be if this is going to be what we have to know with Francois. Yeah, this might be a problem because we know what we're getting in Kemper and we know we're not getting a full season out of Kemper win, lose or draw because of his health issues already. Right. So if every time well, we put Francois I mean, out there, you don't know if you're getting a full game. Panic button. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, but here's like, I'll, I'll go Connor McGahee and silver lining on this. Like we never got a full season out of Grubauer. And it wasn't until last year that he finally put a seat and he even missed some time at the end of last year, but he finally like put a full he- overall healthy season together. Maybe we'll get that at a camper finally this year. I mean, he needs to, to show that he can do that, but is it, is it, concerning right now that you know yeah he's given up two goals to dallas i haven't seen the goals so i don't don't know if you know they should have he should have stopped them or if they you know were just you know pretty goals by dallas i don't know um but is it you know his preseason so far has been kind of pedestrian He's, he's only played in two of them i don't know if he'll play in the third one or the last one uh but is it it is a concern right now even though it's preseason because not, not, not a concern of how he's playing. I have no problem. You know, I feel he's going to play. Okay. But let's just say he gets off to kind of like a, a sluggish start. And this is where Francois would come in and give him a reprieve for a game just to take a seat, relax, just watch this one and come back the next day. You can still do that, but it, who's it going to be? It's going to be Jonas Johansson. I don't know, which, you know, he, he he did good last year, but still has a lot to prove. So Avalanche are in a tough spot right now if they get off to this uh, slowish start and just need to, you know, bring someone in to give Kemper just a, a, a seat for a, for a game. Yeah. So we shall see. All right. But now on a bigger scale, the team, this, this team is a lot of youngsters have played, and that's a good thing. For them, but it is a bad thing overall. But first, we're going to talk about Get Upside, and it's an incredible new app that everyone can get because it's available on both the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store. And I've seen your car; you got you still got that that Herbie? sweet little Herbie driving around, right? Yeah, that, that thing needs some fuel, right? So you can go download 
the Get Upside app, and you can use the promo code Hockey, and you will get twenty five cents per gallon extra on your first fill up. So for every gallon of gas that you pump and use the promo code Hockey instead of twenty five cents, you'll get fifty cents cash back. So don't pay full price at the pump anymore. You can get cash back using Get Upside once again. That promo code is hockey for 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. And there are some people out there who are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back. And there is no catch. The catch cash gets added right to your bank account and you can cash out at any time direct to your bank account or a PayPal account, or you can even get an e-gift card to Amazon and other brands. So once again, download the free get upside app, use the promo code hockey for an extra 25 cents to make it 50 cents per gallon on your first tank of gas. All right. So like we're saying the, the team that's out there right now is not like we're getting like these, these mixes of, of lines, you know, uh, sure they've practiced together and sure they've, they've played, you know, uh, five or six years together, however long, you know, but Miko Rantanen, Gabe Landeskog, and Nathan McGinnon have not played a shift together in a preseason game. Uh, Kale McCarr has not played a single shift in a preseason game. Sam Girard uh, is playing now. I think this is his first game played. Um, Tyson Jose is playing now. I think this is his first game played as well. So you have all of these mixing and matching, and I get it because the Avalanche have a lot of players that they have to look at and so few spots to fill but is it is it was that the way to go about it because i'm almost preparing myself for the avalanche to start off a little bit slow because of this we don't know what the the last game of their preseason which is against dallas again we don't know what that squad is going to look like we have been told by Jared Bednar, who we will get to later, obviously, that Kale McCarr is ready to go. He said before this Dallas game that he could play in the final two preseason games, but will definitely play in at least one. He's not playing right now, so he's going to only have one game preseason. Is this a concern? Like, you know, we, we, we played a Vegas team that those guys are out there all the time. Like, I, I Vegas is going to be ready to roll on on day one i don't think the avalanche are yeah they're professionals and and yeah like like i said miko and those guys like miko and, and nate they're always on the same page but the beginning of any season it takes time and i just hope it doesn't take a lot of time for the avalanche because it you're, you're going to be upsetting a fan base if you can't get off to a good start a lot of people are going to be throwing out accusations which shouldn't be warranted but they're going to do it where do you stand on what the Avalanche are doing and how they're handling the preseason? My hand's still on the panic button for those keeping score at home. Yeah, this is, I think we're a little too cute and confident when it comes to um, cycling in these new players and keeping these lines weirdly staggered. Um, we talked about it many times last year, especially in the playoffs, and it was evidential when we got knocked out by Vegas. Um this is an emotional team. They ride the emotional highs, and when there are lows, they hit the lows. And the last thing we need to do is start on ESPN against the Blackhawks and lose and get embarrassed. And everyone's first 
look at the Colorado Avalanche that everybody talks about that picks to go to the Stanley Cup gets embarrassed, that's going to get in Nathan McKinnon's head. And here we go. Mm. I just, I get, yes, we're, we have depth. We have a lot of young talent that we'd like to see. But, you know, that's good in the first two or three games. But you need to start working on cohesion and the players that you feel like are going to make the roster need to see that top line in action and have Nathan McKinnon barking in their ear every time they hit the bench. Right. So I think we're a little bit too spoiled with our depth and we're getting too playful with what we can do. And I think we need to start getting ready for the season. And if we're having this much problems, like putting together a team, there might be a problem there. <laughs> I mean, what the Avalanche are doing is, is not new. Like a lot of teams will, will do this. Um, and, and it's a long season. And I think the Avalanche are playing for, for that, for knowing that, yeah, you know, we have 82 games to play. We'll be just fine over the course of a season. But I, I, for me, like, yeah, I always want my team to get off to a, a good start. And I, and I just feel like, you know, yeah, you have a lot of youngsters to take a look at. It, and if you could have just for these last two games played who you I mean, if you still have a guy that you, you're on the fence with one or two guys, then then put them out there to see what they can do for these last couple of games. But um, I don't know, man, like I, I kind of just I would have loved to have at least two solid games in the in the preseason where everybody you, you kind of like at least like your top six. Mm hmm. You know what I mean? And and have those guys ready to go as best they can. Uh, but, it, you know, on the flip side, you, you can you can say like, yeah, these guys have played together for so long. They they just need a period. You know, they, they, game one, after 20 minutes, they'll be back uh, kind of in in their regular mode and in their regular flow. And, you know, they could be that good of a professional hockey player where, yeah, that, that they don't need games to get back in like a, a cohesive state i don't know it, it and that very well could be the case i'm just saying like from from outside looking it just scares me like i i might be just you know uh talking about this and it's it's much ado about nothing but uh i just wish i, I would have seen because it's, it hasn't been a good preseason in, and, in terms of you know what i mean like and yeah. if you think, like to pull a line from the great prophet Lee Corso, like not so fast, my friend, right. they might be comfortable together. But if we can remember the last time we saw this avalanche team together, they were invisible. Mm. And what concerns me was the first time we've seen Nathan McKinnon this year, he's invisible. He was he was nowhere, yeah. So and, and he could just be out there getting his, you know, legs and he's not gonna put up 125% in a preseason game. I get all that. I get all that too. But you also want, I mean, we talked about it at the beginning with health already being a problem with the team. And I mean, it goes all the way up with health. You want mm -hmm. to get as many wins as you possibly can with your healthy team because you're going to lose pieces through 82 games. Yeah. That's just going to happen. And you want to get off to a hot start and bank those wins while everybody's healthy for when, you can give yourself a little bit of a cushion when you start losing those pieces. You're not do or die on these games and it's must win. Or if we can win two or three, Nathan will be back next week or 
you don't want to be in those situations. You want to win while you have your team together and put yourself. You, I mean, it's a marathon. This isn't a sprint. Right. We don't have a short season this year. This is a marathon, right. <laughs> and you got to get your wins while you can. I feel, I, I kind of feel like if the Abs have been playing well in the preseason, we might not even be talking about this right now. I'd be like, oh yeah, like we're so good. Our our yeah. our prospects are are plowing through the preseason, but there there you know there's been a few moments here and there where the prospects have looked good. But overall, it's been a struggle this preseason. The Avalanche haven't really been dominating. And I, so because of that, I think I would be like, all right, we got to change the plan here in these last couple of games. We're, we're going to put our, our our stars in and who we the majority of who we know are going to play. And we're going to play our game. We're going to play how we are going to play in the regular season because it hasn't been going well. But I think that the coaching staff for the Avs, are, they're not looking at it that way. They're looking at it as I'm, I'm – Oh, so some toy just went off. I think my cat just uh, knocked into a toy. I'm like, what? There's some it's ghost in my house right now. Spooky yeah. season. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but but I think it, it, for the coaches, they're not looking. They don't. I can almost guarantee you they don't care. They're looking at like we have players we need to evaluate. And that's what we're doing with these games. And I feel like if we got knocked out against Vegas in a seven game, the same way we lost to Dallas. Like it was just one play you can you can chalk it up to one goal. Like that was our problem. I think we'd be more confident in these avalanche going forward, but the tail end of that Vegas series, they completely disappeared Yeah, and you don't know. And a lot of those pieces have shifted. We lost, like we lost Don Scoy and he's going to, and Belmar two really heart and soul pieces of the team. And for the last time to see him, the avalanche on the ice, they had no heart and soul. And we lose two heart and soul players, like you really want to work on cohesion and yeah. with it everything feeling out of sorts and none of the goalies giving you help right now when it comes to these preseason games, it's it's causing a little concern. And what have you done for me lately when yeah. it comes to the fans? It's a good point. Like if all they had lost was like Belmar, yeah, and and Grubauer was back and Sod was back, you know, and they didn't lose. And this was happening, and I'd be like, whatever, but yeah. don't matter. Just, just get me to the get me to the regular season. But this is a from on the lower end. This is a, this is a newer team, mm-hmm. uh, so all of these moving pieces in in the preseason is is kind, it kind of surprised me. Yeah, in the beginning, I expected it, but it's almost like you you. I thought as it would get a little bit closer, uh, and the way that it's been going, I thought they would kind of maybe put your, your who you expect your team to be uh at the forefront and i think they're staying the course and staying like no we're this is an evaluation process preseason is preseason doesn't mean squat and they're gonna stick to that rule which is the white right way to do it i'm we're i'm just talking from a fan perspective go out and win these games yeah (laughs) and somebody just needs to tell management the 72 11 and 28 that's skating around on the ice are not who you think they are not (laughs) exactly exactly because especially the 72 that one's taking yeah that one's taking a little the 11 too but you're seeing 72 out there a lot more than the 11 so you you always have to like you know quickly like nope that's that is not him anymore so um, all right, let's hear from uh, Built Bar, and it is the best tasting protein bar in the market. Are you all out, Kyle? Absolutely, you're out. So Kyle needs a refill, so uh, he can choose from the flavors such as coconut, cherry barcia. I like that one. Uh, raspberry, it's so good. 
is a great one. Mint brownie, strawberry, orange. And if you can't pick just one flavor, you can get a mixed box where you get two of each of nine flavors. And uh, not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they are healthy. They have 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories range from 130 to 180. Only four or five grams of sugar and only four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. Go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you get 15% off of your order. Once again, that promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Also, betonline.ag, and the football season is back and better than ever. And get in on some action with betonline.ag. It's the number one spot for all your pro and college football action. Kyle is a Auburn man. Sure am. And a Tennessee Titan. And and a Tennessee (laughs) Titan. I wouldn't admit that, dude. Uh, You might want to hold off on that one for another week or so. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That was rough. (laughs) Yes, it was. Uh, so with a new updated site and interface, even more odds, prop bets, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up, and you'll receive a 15, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On from football, basketball, boxing, hockey, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't, for, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports. And it's betonline.ag where the game starts. All right. So, uh, yeah, the Avalanche are playing right now. Have they scored? I don't think so. I think it's still two to nothing. Uh, yeah, and there's less than four minutes left. So, unless they pull off some sort of miracle. And I want to know if Kemper, yeah, Kemper's played the entire game. So. That's good, I guess. You know, he's getting some at least minutes in. You know, he's getting his legs, but and held it, held it at two. Yeah, nine. yeah, right. I I'd be fine with this with, with, with your regular team. Hold them to two points. I you know I have all the confidence in the world we can score three, four, five points a game. Um, but they are playing this game without Jared Bednar because he tested positive for COVID. The team is. 100%. I think they are. I don't know if they ever announced that. I remember Bednar saying that they they can't announce that they're 100% until everybody has taken their second shot. Mm-hmm. Everybody had taken their first. Um, so they couldn't announce they're 100% until everybody had taken their second. And he said by opening day, everyone will have had taken their second. And I don't remember an announcement saying that everyone had. <clears throat> but he was or is vaccinated. And still got it which you which can happen um but because he had it hopefully his symptoms will be less and mm-hmm. he won't be out for so long uh he will be out for the obviously he's out for this game he will be out for the next the final game against Dallas which is Saturday Saturday um and then you have their opening game on Wednesday uh so I don't know what the pro, I mean, if you're vaccinated, I mean, the protocols were, were so long, but I would assume because he's vaccinated, if he can get a negative screen in before Wednesday, he would be good to go. Um, But is it, I mean, if he's not, how much of an impact will that have? I mean, they're, not without, they're without their coach right now. 
And, and we keep pointing fingers to that opening night game. I mean, it's a big deal. Like, it's a big team. Uh, you would like Bednar to be out there, especially if he's making the decisions with these lines. You would like him to be out there and get a feel for that if he needs to shift up something. He's really good yeah. at uh, short shifting, double shifting. He's really good at calling those on the fly. And if he's not there, is Nolan Pratt good enough to do that? We'll find out. I know. So, um, yeah, so we'll see. I'm sure we'll get an update on that, obviously, before the season starts. Uh, Cam Carr seems to be, we mentioned him briefly in the last segment, but seems to be getting back on track. Hopefully he will play Sunday. Um, and, and same thing with him. Like, I, I want him to get at least one game in. You don't want his first action and, and his first way, to, you know, uh, shift of getting hit or games of getting hit is game number one. You want to be comfortable knowing that, all right, I went through a preseason game and I can take some hits and I, you know, I, I got to feel comfortable doing that. You don't want that, you know, tiptoeing around in game number one, you want to do that in the preseason and take your licks and be okay with it. So, and on top of that, again, do you have any concern about him? Even I if mean, he does get this one game in, even if he does play the one game against Dallas on Saturday, Saturday which he should, that's all he's going to have. Do you have concern that you know it's going to take him some time just to get to get going? Absolutely, especially we've mentioned it a hundred times. Chicago is good, and it's going yeah. to be rough for his first on ice action. Will be Taze, Kane, Seth Jones. Like that's that's a good welcome <laughs> welcome back, Kale McCarr. I mean, that's you're going to really have to catch your feet. We're not going to see full Kale McCarr until at least the third period because that's going to be a mm. huge adjustment. Yeah, I don't know. We shall see. So, um, yeah, see, less than a week away, and and we are we are back in action. So, um, I got your prediction on the season, right? Did you did you give me your your what your Stanley Cup final is going to be? Because so because the next time you're on the next Friday, we're going to be the, you know the season is going to be started. So if you, I, people know mine, my mine is Avalanche versus Islanders in the Stanley Cup final. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think the I I think your your final four is going to be exactly what you think it is. I think it's going to be lightning and Islanders again, and the Islanders will get by them. And I think it'll be Vegas and, and Colorado. And that's exactly what Colorado wants. And I think they'll, they'll get by them. That's interesting. I literally have the same prediction and mm-hmm. for the Stanley cup and mm-hmm. I've made it on other shows. So, but I do not have the avalanche winning it this year. Okay. Okay. I, so I, you have, I have the Islanders hoisting the cup this year. And and did you pick uh, in in how many games? Oh, this no? is going to be a six game. Okay. See, I said Avs in seven. I, th- I think okay. if those were two teams going against each other, I think that would go a full seven. I feel so, like it's going to be one of those that you you kind of you get to the cup, you get past the second round, and the gas tank is empty again, and they get taken away in six. Okay. And even if that happens, I think. You know, that'll be clearly upsetting for Avalanche fans to lose in the Stanley Cup final. But I think that will will satisfy a lot of Avs fans to find to actually get to the Stanley Cup after losing in the second round for so many years. 
uh, to finally get there and be able to watch them play in the Stanley Cup final. I think you're right. I think if if they don't win it, in the long run, we'll be okay. It's going to hurt for a little while, but we'll be all right. And I feel like the Avs are going to get there this year, not by skill alone. They're not getting to this point by skill. It's depth is what's going to get us here because 82 games, everybody's getting accustomed to that. The West is going to cannibalize itself. We are at probably the deepest team in the NHL when it comes to talent. And I think that's going to be at our benefit towards like the last quarter of the season. Yeah, I think they're still the deepest team, but they're not as deep as last year. No. Which, you know, and in saying that, it just makes you feel like, man, last year was was the year to do it because that was an insane team. That was was an excellent team. The thing is, the cap hasn't been friendly to everybody as well. And a lot of teams have had to shell out talent and contracts that they really wish they still had. So even with our little step back in depth, I think we're still deeper than everybody else. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Well, um, that'll do it for today and this week. So uh, we'll we'll be back Monday. Talk about you know whatever happens um, on Saturday with their final preseason game. If you got any more updates on uh, Coach Bednar and whatever else seems to happen over the weekend, so um, that's going to be it. Shaggy, show, throw out where they can find you. You can find me at Shaggy Von Doom everywhere you look, uh, Instagram and Twitter. You can find me also hosting here in Puckburg over on the Billy Up Sports Podcast Network. Um, we have Mario Tirabasi, a bleacher ne- uh, connection, Bleacher Nation, Chicago. We talk Blackhawks on Saturday. Ooh, okay. All right. That's coming out this Saturday, you said. That's this, this Saturday. Yes. Okay, good, good. All right. All right, everybody. So uh, thank you for tuning in and making this your first listen. Definitely head over to Lockdown NHL for your second listen because we are breaking down the divisions. Uh, Gil Martin from Lockdown Islanders and I, well, I released it here uh, for for my show, uh, the the Central Division. Uh, And I think the Friday one is the Metropolitan Division, which is the last division to to get their uh, hosts on and, and talk about them. So uh, a good collection of shows go there. You can even, you know, they have a YouTube channel out as well. So if you want to watch them in video form, uh, they should all be out now. So all four divisions have had their say, um, but that's going to be it. Everybody. Thank you for tuning in once again. It's always appreciated. And, uh, we'll see everybody next week. Enjoy the weekend. Go abs, go.